Welcome to Everything with Everett. This is a talk show podcast hosted by Everett McConaughey from Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this production is to share thoughts, voices, and information to further a discussion on who we are as individuals, communities, and a global society. Everything with Everett is open to all topics of discussion. Faith, science, history, finances, social issues, and, well, everything. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Visit everettpodcast.com for all the details. Hello, everybody. It's me. I'm back with you. So today I wanted to share a Twitter thread that I was like, you know what? I I like that, you know, everything that is defined in this. And I think it's it's part of a discussion that we really need to have an honest discussion about what we value in our world. And um, this thread deals with the um, ugly truth of capitalism and was written by a gentleman by the name of Jason Hickel, H-I-C-K-E-L. This is on Twitter. Uh, His handle is at Jason Hickel. If you want to check it out, uh, his profile says that he's a professor at ICTA UAB, not sure what that is, and visiting senior fellow at LSE. He's the author of The Divide and Less is More. Um, supports, um, not necessarily sports, but um, is mindful of global inequality, political economy, and ecological economics. So here is his thread that he wrote on April 18th, 2022 at 2.56 a.m. If you would like to search for that, no matter when you happen to hear this and if you want to, you know, go back and find it and read it yourself, share it, whatever. Anyway, I will read you his words. People often assume that capitalism is defined by markets and trade, but markets and trade existed for thousands of years before capitalism. Capitalism is only 500 years old. So what is distinctive about this economic system? Three things. Well, more, but three for now. First, and most importantly, it is defined by enclosure and artificial scarcity. The origins of capitalism lie in a systematic effort by the elites to restrict people's access to commons and independent subsistence in order to render them reliant on wage labor for survival. Over the past 500 years, this has taken the form of privatization from the commons, forced disposition, destruction of substance, uh, of, sorry, of subsistence economics and, particularly in the colonies, taxing people in a currency they do not have in order to induce them to seek wages in that currency. This continues today in a, with an attempt to ensure an artificial scarcity of access to essential goods such as housing, healthcare, education, transit, and so on. Goods that could very easily be provided at high quality on a universal public basis. 
Where universal public goods do exist, these have u- usually been won by long, long-standing struggles by labor movements and other progressive forces, including the anti-colonial movement. Second, capitalism is organized around and dependent on perpetual expansion, meaning that ever-increasing production of commodified goods, it is the only intrinsically expansionary economic system in history, meaning it basically has a crisis if it doesn't continually expand. Crucially, under capitalism, the purpose of increasing production is not primarily to meet human needs, but rather to extract the and accumulate profit. That is the overriding object. <clears throat> it is also the main objective of innovation. It's important to distinguish here between small business, which quite often operate with a steady state use value logic and which obviously preceded capitalism, and corporations whose main objective is expansion and accumulation, which define the capitalist era. To sustain the process of perpetually increasing surplus accumulation, capital requires an ever-rising quality or excuse me, quantity of inputs, labor, and nature, and requires that these inputs be obtained as cheaply as possible. This introduces a constant pressure to depress real wages and attack environmental protections wherever possible. In the absence of countervailing political forces, the result of the result is a system that, left to itself, automatically generates inequality and ecological breakdown. Finally, capitalism is notable for precluding democratic decision-making. Even in countries that prize political democracy, democratic principles are rarely allowed to operate in, these, in this sphere of production, where decisions are made overwhelmingly by those who control capital, the result is that the decisions about what to produce, for what purpose, for whose benefit, and under what conditions are generally made in the narrow interest of the capitalist class. Workers, the people actually doing the production, rarely get a voice at all. It is worth pondering how our production priorities and our treatment of labor and nature might be different under conditions of economic democracy. Existing evidence suggests that democratic conditions lead to less exploitation, more equality, and more care for ecology. In sum, the tendency to equate capitalism with markets and trade naturalizes a system that is not natural and prevents us from having a clear-eyed view of how it operates and how we might want to do things differently. The more I referred to involves exploitive relations of race, gender, and imperial power, which are effects of the tendencies described here and which sustain them, but this deserves a thread to itself coming soon. We can have a democratic economy organized around meeting human needs as a high standard where production is socially just and ecologically regenerative. 
Such a system is possible, but it will require political movement to bring it into being. Again, those are words written by an author, a gentleman by the name of Jason Hickel on Twitter, at Jason Hickel, H-I-C-K-E-L. Published by him on April 18th, 2022. Um, So my thoughts on the whole deal, I totally agree. Um, I think that the whitewashed version of capitalism sounds great. But when you really sit and look at it, you know, have you ever looked at like a pyramid scheme or an MLM, multi-level marketing? It sounds eerily similar to capitalism. And everybody knows that MLMs are bad. It's exploiting somebody at the bottom and constantly, you know, expanding out, you know, recruit your friends. They can sell too. And then you have to buy the products wholesale and try to sell it at a profit. And nobody wins except the person at the top who started the whole scheme. And, but there's this whole thing of like, Oh, keep having, you know, more people get joined. As soon as you know, you get more people, then it'll work out too. You'll move closer to the top. Sounds a lot like trickle down economics. Sounds a lot like you need to have two children to replace you in life. Sounds a lot like, you know, the baby boomers and the things that we saw in our country after the depression of expanding capitalism. And what's really kind of odd is, you know, we all agree, oh, MLMs are bad and we'll publicly call them out as, oh, that's, you know, not a legit company or not a legit operation. But then we fail to see the, you know, as the Bible says, the log in our own eye while we're calling out the stick in somebody else's. And capitalism is the log. Capitalism is the greatest MLM ever devised. And everyone's on board. Churches are on board. Um, Like, just think about all the things, all the different ways that we're taught of things that are quote unquote normal and, you know, in the interest of God or something that perpetuate inequality and perpetuate this system in our own country. You know, we we're coming out of a pandemic and billionaires made record profits. We have inflation that is debatably real. There is inflation, there is, you know, financial inequality, but it's not because, you know, these companies aren't, you know, strapped for cash and like, it's just, everything's more expensive. We're paying higher prices and they are taking home record profits and nobody wants to hold accountable the, you know, the major CEOs of grocery stores and CEOs of, you know, Amazon and, um, you know, these rich billionaires for taking home record profits, true inflation, true economic struggle should be when those leaders, those CEOs, those rich people at the top are cutting their pay during hardships, passing those profits back into the company, helping pay for employees wages because they're having to work more, cover overtime, whatever, or helping supplement the cost of goods. Think about if, you know, if 
if the some of these companies cut their CEO pay, they might be able to keep a couple of products that are everyday essentials from going up in cost. It might be, you know, artificial, but if they're putting money back into the company and taking what just what they need, not excess, then the system would balance itself out. But no, we're so we're in this situation because so much money is still being funneled to these rich people. They're getting tax breaks. They're not paying anything in taxes. And if they do, they're paying way less than you and I are. And it's unsustainable. And we're seeing that our inflation is because things are costing more because more and more money is being sucked out of the bottom layer. And it's at the top. We have a financial inequality right now and all of us down at the bottom can't afford to keep a house over our families and food on the table how long is it going to be until it's illegal to be poor look back at our history we used to have um, debtors prison if you couldn't pay your bills you were sent to prison Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, pardon the interruption. I know you were really listening intensely to this episode. My apologies, but I'd like to take a moment to let you know that there are other people who love this podcast as much as you and like hearing some really cool, interesting topics and discussions. And if you have a brand, product, maybe you have a podcast yourself, if you would like to advertise in this podcast, either a pre-roll at the beginning of an episode in the middle, just like you're hearing right now, or at the end of podcast episodes, please let me know. I would love to help you connect with the listeners just like yourself with whatever it is you would like to get uh, to their ears. Just email advertising at everettpodcast.com. Again, pardon the interruption. I will get you right back to this episode that you're listening to. Thanks. I'm happy we don't have that. Because, man, everybody would be in prison. But it just shows that our country is, from the colonies till now, we're founded on exploiting other people. We come up with the almighty U.S. dollar. And people come here from other countries to get a better life. Well, guess what? They now have to start working to get money to be able to buy food, buy a house, whatever for their families. Is that what God supports? Is that Christianity? Were we, are, are all of us born to go to work, pay taxes and have the retirement age set at 65 and a lot of people die within two years of that? If you make it into retirement, you might be dead within three years. That's kind of an alarming statistic. Almost like you're not meant to actually live beyond your productivity usefulness of capitalism. Anyway, it's just, it's a lot to think about. And it just, it's something that just really bugs the heck out of me. And it's becoming too hard to ignore. We're, you know, this last week was Earth Day. And that's great. We do need to be conscious and conscientious of the earth and 
our resources. I'm not saying it's bad to go plant a tree. It's not bad to recycle plastics and paper. Do whatever you feel that you can do to be a better human on this earth. But please don't for a second think that all of our collective efforts are doing anything to counter the millions of products that leave warehouses, you know, every day in uh, major manufacturing companies, um, cheap plastic trinkets, toys that we don't need, clothes that are made out of petroleum fibers. Um, and there's no accountability for these companies. What if, you know, they make some product that is horribly defective and uh, nobody wants at some point, all that stuff ends up in the landfill because it costs too much for them to quote, recycle it. And a lot of it can't be recycled. Once it's made, it's a permanent product. It will never decay. It will never rot. It's going to be on the surface of this planet forever. In some form. And it just, it blows me away that our species has lived for so long. Longer than the Bible ever wants anyone to know, by the way. But our species has lived for so long. And we're literally in the 21st century. And all of this started in the 18th century. From like 1700 to now, so much has changed. So much has, we've made a lot of advances for, you know, the good of humanity. We know a lot about diseases and DNA and, and a lot of beneficial things. Not all things are bad. But in just, you know, four generations, five generations, we've set our species on a path for extinction. We've set our species on a path towards global wars and inequality, unlike anything anybody else has ever witnessed. And it's it's really frustrating just to think about, you know, do you really want to raise a kid into this? Do you how do you teach them about hope and living for the future when you know that everybody has to be on board to make that happen? So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. I don't want to get too into the weeds on thoughts and stuff, but please, you know, hold people accountable. Every time you see an oil factory go up in flames because of some accident, just all that thick black smoke going into the air, that pretty much negates all of the plastic recycling that happened for the last year. Maybe less. I don't know. But think of it that way. Like just this uncontrolled release of carbon dioxide, these accidents, you know, yes, accidents happen, but we don't treat, you know, the oil companies and everybody accountable like we would a private person because it's easier to go after a private person on a single property versus you know, well, who's, who's at fault for this? And we need to start realizing that, you know, when that 
oil platform out in the ocean catches fire or the the gas refinery goes up in flames it's a loss to the company it really is because that's product they can't sell because it's gone up in smoke but we're a globe we're a we share this planet as much as we believe in nationalism in a lot of countries we share the air around this this earth at some point, what happens in China will make its way to the U.S. It will make its way to Europe. We all owe it to the rest of our planet to make wise decisions so that we all have a right to live here. It's not just, oh, you just stay off my yard and, and we'll be fine. We can't just build a wall around it. Because that's not how nature works. That's not how this planet works. Like it or not, whether or not the world tr- the word triggers you, we're a global society. We're a global species and presence. And we need to all get onto the same page. We need to all value life in every country, in every demographic. Poor people have the right to live. Poor people have the right to access Healthcare that saves their lives and helps their situation. It shouldn't be a crime to be poor. It shouldn't be a crime to be homeless. It shouldn't be a crime to consume a plant that God made and put into the earth that grows naturally, that isn't man made. It shouldn't be a crime. To seek, to seek a mental escape from the harsh reality of our world. It shouldn't be a crime to help ease the pain and suffering of arthritis and cancers and whatever ailments happen as a result of, you know, pure luck, genetic roll of the dice, or pollution created by oil refineries going up in flames. We're paying for it all. We're buying the products and then we're paying with our health at the end of it. Anyway, happy Earth Day. Please, you know, make a a conscientious decision to really think about, you know, where you sit in the sphere of consumerism, capitalism, and make decisions in accordance with your beliefs and your values. So nice short little podcast today. And I am happy that you joined me for that little snippet on capitalism. Maybe we can have a discussion on that um, more into the future. If you have any thoughts or feelings, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can send a text message to 208-391-2808, or you can send a um, call and leave a voicemail. If you'd like, it goes straight to voicemail. It doesn't ring a phone or anything, so don't worry about somebody answering. Um, or you can send an email to my story at everettpodcast.com. So let me know your thoughts. Also, be sure to connect on social media. We're on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. 
Just whatever platform you want to be on, look for at Everett Podcast for the handle. And be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Everything with Everett. Connect with Everett and other listeners on Facebook and Twitter at Everett Podcast. Everett would love to hear from you. Share your thoughts by emailing mystory at everettpodcast.com. You can also leave a voicemail or send a text message to 208-391-2808. Choose to listen, speak with kindness, and have a great day.